all of this they did not see because I was hiding things from their eyes by definition, by taking charge of cognitive load that would have been theirs without my awesome piece of software. And by overworking myself, I mean that I slept at the lab many a night and I just said slept, actually not. I just stayed at the lab and kept working. Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators, and builders who need to keep it real. Today, I'm joined once again by Federica Brassan. Now, she previously featured on episodes 93 and 137 of Broken Bulbs, so be sure to head back into the backlog and check those two episodes out as well. That's 93 and 137. Federica is a science communicator with 10 years of experience as an academic researcher. She holds a PhD in computer science and two masters in music and musicology. But while working in academia, she wasn't even sharing what she was doing. That's coming up after the break. Hey guys, real quick before we get into today's show, I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening and thank you for all the ways that you offer support, whether it's through reviews or sharing it with a friend or family member who you think would get something out of this episode. If you want to find more ways to support us, you can go to mechoradio.com slash support. That's M-E-C-H-O radio.com slash support. Again, that's mechoradio.com slash support. And with that, let's get on to today's show. Federica Brassan, ready to talk about yet another one of your broken bulbs? No, let's do this another day. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course, of course. Let's go. I have had guests do that where I'm like, okay, do you want to reschedule for tomorrow? <laughs> and sometimes we have, and you know, it works great. Uh, but we'll roll into this one. On this one, you were overworking yourself as a researcher because we've talked about you going into academics. And then you weren't even sharing your work. So fill us in, walk us through uh, this story. If anyone takes anything home from my bad example here is to... Be good at what you do and let people know about what you do. Don't let them know that you're good. That should be self-evident. Just show them what you're doing. If you have a brilliant idea in the middle of the forest, what value does it really have? So it's important to, to share, number one, because of the sake of sharing, but even just letting know. And what I did that it was a huge professional misstep, but professional is always also personal, if you know what I mean. You know, the frustration that comes with it and, or the reward. So it was also a personal failure. So what did I do there? I worked uh, in academia for about a decade, a little more. I always overworked myself. Okay, but in that specific instance, I was working somewhere in a laboratory uh, that I will remain nameless, I believe. And I was the only representative of the discipline of computer science within a group of experts of another discipline. So I was, for the most part, supporting their research by developing software, consulting with them, stuff like that. And I was still um, uh, doing my PhD. I hadn't finished my PhD. So I was rather young as an academic age. Uh, I was 30 at that time. And I wanted to prove myself. So 
I, it wasn't easy for me to say no or to just say, well, this is good enough. You know, you just want to say yes to everything and do the best you can because then they will think you're a good collaborator, right? But what happened there is that because I was developing software for the most part, I wanted to make the most usable software, the one that would support, make their job easy, automate as many tasks as possible for them so that they not to do it. But all of this, they did not see because I was hiding things from their eyes by definition, by taking charge of cognitive load that would have been theirs without my awesome piece of software. And by overworking myself, I mean that I slept at the lab many a night and I just said slept, actually not. I just stayed at the lab and kept working. Sometimes you just get in the zone and you're probably not a very normal person. And I just kept going. I really, again, put my health on the line and mentally, and I was I was um, obsessed uh, by achieving the goals of doing the best job possible, but a little bit by the very nature of the job that I was doing it, it was hidden from the eyes of my collaborators. And, you know, in technology, it always, it often happens that you only notice the technology when it doesn't work, when something goes wrong. I think I was doing a pretty awesome job of uh, maintaining, developing the software there. And each time they would ask for a change, can you do this a little bit differently? Maybe to the user, even moving a button or adding one function, depending on what it is, of course, but it may seem like a small thing. And you know, as a programmer, oh, now you have to change this and that and that dependency, and then I have to recode that because it will go. So it's a huge thing, but only you know, and if you're young and eager to please your supervisor, you don't have the face to say no or to explain. You, If you say no, it always sounded like, I don't want to. I'm, I'm lazy even. I really, really sold myself so badly. The truth of the matter, I promise you, is that I was, I was giving all I had to that job. And so after about a year, I realized that they were not impressed with my performance because they were not seeing me very often early in the morning. I would come in later, which is something in certain departments many people do, but in this department, the, you know, there's a culture in different disciplines in academia. They were there early in the morning. I would come in later and that looks really awful. It doesn't really mean that you work less. It's just a perception, but I didn't play it smart because I was so focused on the real things and on content that I failed to pay the due to appear, to appearance and to how I was coming across to other people. So at the end of that job there, I know that to say they were not impressed is a, the wrong expression. Apologies for my English. I want to say is that they just they just failed to see how much I had given and the value also of the software anyway. You know, we all use Google and we kind of understand that it probably is complicated behind the scenes, but we don't really know how much. And now we take it for granted. And if it's down for five minutes, we're all angry. We have no idea of what com how complex it is. Now, I just made this example, but really, I felt that one year of my life went body and soul and health and mind and time uh, into serving the research project and the collaborators 
were not, you know, holding me on the palm of their hands like that. But also because I was always coding, 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 I did not publish about my coding. I did not publish many articles that year explaining what I was doing because I was so busy doing it. So that was a massive failure because it burns to know that you did something so well and yet it looks like a failure to others and a failure to you because there's no payoff. Actually, you damage your career in the mid to long term because you need to show other people that you're good and that you work. So they refer you to other people. And if you publish more articles, you know, you have a longer resume that counts in academia. I mean, you should publish something. I really published very little that year. And so it, 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 it's something that if you behave like I did, it means that you don't know better and you need to learn something. And at first it hits you hard in the face because when you first realize that you're doing something wrong, the world is not evil, you are doing something wrong. And you say, but I'm giving all I have to this project. What more can I do? Well, again, you have to change perspective and say, you cannot die on the altar of idealism and just do good. You have to plan and say, this is the work and this is what's in it for me, uh, not selfishly, but reasonably for the career and say, so this is how much I'll do and I will publish so much and I want them to understand what I'm doing or we have a problem. We have a problem. That was a huge lesson then. Of, a person never changes radically. You're always yourself. You adjust. So to this day, I'm someone who dives into projects, does things obsessively to the end. If I have to stay up in the night, I will. But again, never so much. I'll never go that far. We always do at the end of every episode. Please tell us where we can find your work and get involved with what you're doing now. I do a variety of different things, the main one of which would be science communication. Thank you for saying that uh, right now. And I have a website that is FidericaBrestan.com. I also have a podcast that is called Technoculture, and you can find it on your favorite podcast apps, but also on technoculture-podcast.com. I have a YouTube channel with several video interviews on science, research, society, technology, and there's also some music. So if you are good enough to see my name written somewhere, because I'm sure Federica Bressan is not easy for everyone, and just uh, look me up on Google, some of that should come up. Perfect. I'm going to have links for all of it down in the show notes to make it as easy as possible for everybody to go out and find you and get involved with what you're doing now. And with that, I just want to say thank you once again, a third time for joining me. Thank you so very much for having me. And thank you for listening. We don't all want to be flashy. Sometimes we just want to make something awesome. But share your work. Show us what you're doing. Special thank you to Federica for joining me once again and being willing to talk about her broken bulbs. Be sure to check out her work, including her podcast, Technoculture, which I've linked down in the show notes. And if you want to support Broken Bulbs and the rest of the work I do, please visit mechoradio.com support. That's M-E-C-H-O radio.com slash support or click the first link in the show notes you can also find federica featured on episodes 93 and 137 of broken bulbs 
Broken Bulbs is produced by Mecco Radio, and we are, of course, a proud member of the Create Fine. I, Alex Williams, was your host. The podcast artwork is by Bethany Gustafson, and the music we use is by Brian Claxton and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.